This is the Business Storytelling Show with Christoph Trapp. Name a top 20 storytelling podcast and a top 5% podcast globally. Christoph chats with thought leaders and experts to share tips and tricks that can help you tell your company's stories better to drive business results. Available wherever you listen to podcasts, live streamed on major social media channels, and part of the DB&A television network, available on most U.S. television sets and streaming on Roku and Amazon Fire. Here's Christoph with today's episode. Let's go. Let's go business storytellers. Fist bump right here as usual. Today, we're going to do something a little bit different. The other day, I had Jason Falls influence podcast episode on here and we're going to continue sharing some other shows that you might be interested in no worries we'll still have the guests we'll still have the live streams the typical content we also have the subscriber only content 99 cents per month just a few episodes here and there that share unique tips that you can use directly in your content strategy so check that out just 99 cents uh, per month per month and um I'll share a number of episodes um, on that stream as well. Of course, you will be prompted to sign up for that when I publish one of those episodes. Today, I want to bring to you the entire episode of Real Talk, the Customer Insights show. Um, I do produce that show in my day job at Vox Pop Me. I'm the director of content strategy there. Um, and Real Talk, the Customer Insights show is um, a podcast that's hosted by Jen Vogel, she's the chief revenue officer at Vox Pop.me, and it covers everything you have to know to understand your customers, um, everything from technology to strategies to higher thinking to how do you implement it, all those different things. And this episode that I'm going to share with you here, it's about 45 minutes long, um, and it's with Crystal Carter. Crystal is an SEO expert when it comes to um, you know, getting your content found on the web. And she heads up SEO communications over at Wix, the website builder company. So I hope you enjoy the show. Check it out. And uh, you can follow future episodes of Real Talk, the Customer Insights show, uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts, of course, and also at voxpopme.com. Enjoy. This is Real Talk, the Customer Insights Show with Jen Vogel, a top-rated live stream and podcast in the market research and insights industry. We stream live on LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube, and you can listen on all major podcast channels. Join Jen and her guests for a weekly discussion around topics that will help you understand your customers better. Real Talk is presented to you by Vox Pop Me, the leader in video research and ranked number one in qualitative research by Grit two years running. Here's today's conversation. Hello, insights professionals, marketers, and everyone who wants to understand their customers better. I'm Jen Vogel, and today I want to talk about how companies can use consumer insights to create a better digital experience. Uh, to talk about that topic, I'm joined by Crystal Carter, head of SEO communications at Wix. Now, some of you might know, sometimes I have guests on the show that I've known for years and years and have worked with in the past or customers of ours. Uh, sometimes I have guests that I've never met before. Crystal and I just met a few minutes ago and we're already having way too much fun. So ready to dive into the conversation. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm really pleased to be here. 
I'm very excited. We're going to try to actually stay on topic and not discuss ice cream and other subjects, but you know, we'll see where we go. <laughs> okay. It's all good. I can't promise anything. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so to kick us off, can you tell us a little bit about your role, your experience in digital strategy and your love of coming up with new techniques? Yeah. So, so a long time and a long time ago, you know, uh, I was just, I was just a girl on the internet. Um, now I'm a, now I'm a girl with a laptop and a dream. Um, and basically, um, I've, I've been online since dial up, like, uh, my mom was really into the internet. Um, you know, back when there was hardly anything on the internet. Um, and so I've always been really, really active. Um, and I've always been online. And when I got into sort of my professional, um, into my professional role uh, as a marketer, sort of, I started doing marketing um, about 15, 20 years ago. And when I started getting involved there, I was doing more and more on websites all the time. Um, and at one point I was sort of, I was doing SEO, but I wasn't really calling it SEO, um, but I've always done SEO. And um, and then I moved into sort of freelance space and I've worked with, um, I've worked with, uh, you know, um, local authorities. I've worked with multinationals. I've worked with freelancers. Um, and then I've worked, worked agency side and working agency side with all of that, that experience, um, behind me, um, of, you know, training as a, as a formal marketer, you know, with the CIM and that, that sort of thing and learning about the, the five P's of marketing and mm -hmm. all of the, all of that sort of stuff. Um, you know, bringing all of that to an SEO and very, very, very SEO focused um, role was really, really useful because I think it helped me to sort of understand um, to understand all of the different perspectives for for marketers in different different parts of their journey. So freelance folks, um, small businesses, uh, big 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 corporations, etc. It's been really useful, and I'm bringing all of that experience, both uh, working working um, agency side, in-house, et cetera, et cetera, to my role at Wix, where I am working to help help just help discuss um, the SEO value around some of our offerings and make sure that people are able to understand the SEO value around some of our, our offerings and also to um to um help make sure that we're we're delivering that SEO value um to in the best possible way. So um I do a lot of time uh, spend a lot of time talking to um SEO and marketers at conferences and writing for writing for different um, different publications and also uh, talking to good people like yourselves um, <laughs> about about uh, Wix and SEO and how SEO um, has SEO drives business business deliverables. One of the things that I've, I've always very into um, when I'm working with people as an SEO um, is making sure that we're you know delivering uh, some actual value. So. Um, I, I've, I've often been quoted, I should probably get it on a, put on a t-shirt, but you can't pay the bills with clicks. Um, so, you know, we need to make sure that whatever we're doing online is translating to actual, actual, um, business results, uh, for, for clients and for everyone. That's so true. I love that. You can't pay the bills with clicks. So what are some <laughs> of the, what are some of the, you know, kind of actual value metrics that you strive for in SEO? Um, so I think, so <laughs> I, I, we're five minutes in and I haven't said it depends. So we'll, let's just get that out of the way. Um, so yeah. it depends on the business. Um, but I think that it, it should be tied to, to something that again, pays the bills. So, um, some people say, think that SEO is about, about getting clicks, uh, and they, and about getting traffic, but it's not exactly about getting traffic. It's about getting the right traffic from the right people, people that are genuinely interested in, and can genuinely um, benefit from whatever it is you're talking about. And also so that, um, so, so that you're able to, um, to provide them genuine value. So, 
if you're if you're talking to people about something that's that's fairly informational, like let's say you have a product that's a little bit complicated, um, then you're probably going to want to talk to them about um, like let's say it's an ice cream maker. If we're gonna get, let's get back on the ice cream topic. Oh, yeah. um, so let's say let's say it's an ice cream maker, and it's and you've discovered this new innovative way to make ice cream, and you need to convince people that they should make ice cream in the way that you make it, and not the way that other people make it. Then you need to have a lot of information on your website that that's taught that's convincing people and that's that's sort of top of the funnel sort of things and you know about like why do you make ice cream how would you make ice cream why is making ice cream in this way better like that that sort of stuff and you need to have those conversations before you try to sell them the 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 ice cream maker so so with when you're thinking about about seo you have to think about connecting with customers in lots of different parts of the journey um and and what and the value metrics that you attach to those things will vary depending on where they are in the funnel so if someone's talk if you're talking to someone about with this hypothetical ice cream maker if you're talking to someone about you know why is ice cream of value? Well, like, or you know, why why is it healthier or better or more more delicious to make ice cream in this way? Um, then then your metrics there will be will be around around brand, will be around uh, brand visibility, will be around you know the keywords that you're connecting with, around ranking, around share of voice. Um, for instance, then that, that those will be the metrics that you're looking at um, when you're looking at more more of you know once people are actually on the website and maybe maybe once people are getting more more visiting your you more regularly, then you're going to be wanting to think about like CRO. So um, so your conversion rate optimization. So how many people that that you're getting through the door? How many of them are actually um, actually clicking through to maybe see how much this ice cream maker costs or to get a demo or to try a sample or to join your newsletter or that sort of thing. But you, but it's really useful to have a conversion point associated with something with every, every section of the, of the, of the, um, of the customer journey and to, to make sure that whatever those conversion points are, that they connect with your overall business strategy. I've had it before. Um, it's an example I've used a few times where, um, you know, I had a total client. I was like, oh yeah, we got you all these conversions. It's more conversions than we've ever seen. And we benchmarked it and it was like double, triple, like what they'd had before. Um, and they were like, oh, we didn't see that. I was like, what? <laughs> they said, we didn't notice that at all. I don't know what you're talking about. Jen, did you notice that? And she was like, no, I didn't notice that. Or what did Bill, did you notice? Nope, nobody noticed it. Why? Because it was, their funnel wasn't connected all the way, all the way through. So we were, we were looking at all the metrics on the, on the website and thinking, you know, we've done a fantastic job, you know, pat on the back, uh, gold star for us, but, but it wasn't actually following through to, through the, through to the rest of the, of the journey. And, you know, of course, most of the time you want, you're going to want to have people, um, you know, convert online because it's very good. You know, you can do, you can do follow-up things like you can do, um, if someone does a certain conversion, then you can, then you can advertise to them. If for instance, you know, you can say, oh, everybody who clicked on this thing, we'll advertise it to them on Facebook or whatever it is. And so it's, we have that, but for some verticals, for some verticals, a phone call is a, is a better conversion. And yes, obviously we want them to do, do be on online um, and, and do it directly, but for some verticals, it might, might very well be a phone call. So, so don't, I think when you're thinking about your, 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 um, your, the things to measure and the things that, that make the best, the best sense with, with regards to your business, make sure that it works with your business and your, you know, your set of, of tools. So, um, you know, if, if what you've got is people on the phone, then, then, you know, try to, try to drive people that way and obviously support them where you can. But for instance, there's a couple of different tools that you can get, like, um, um, Google business profile has a messenger app and you can, you can add messengers or you can message people directly via there. But if you don't have anybody to man that, 
then maybe that's not the one for you at the moment. Maybe mm-hmm. you should think about it for the long term. But but you know maybe that that conversion metric isn't something that you should be looking at. Um, and and sometimes if you're if you don't manage it properly, if you don't think it all the way through, it can even be damaging because you have people who are saying, "I emailed you and you never emailed me back," or mm-hmm. whatever, whatever it is. And you don't. Nobody wants that. Right. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, I think it like when you say it depends, like it definitely depends on the kind of business, but I think what you touched on is really important about the customer journey stages and that you're getting people the right content, the right information and the right education at different journey stages and measuring the right value metrics. Like you're not asking people at the top of funnel to purchase. Um, They're not ready. (laughs) They don't know what they're buying yet. Right. So you can't measure that as you know, a success metric of like, well, did they convert? Well, of course they didn't convert. They just <laughs> discovered you. <laughs> so really breaking down those journey stages and understanding like, well, what do people need at the top of the funnel? Are we delivering that to them? And whatever, I I think it's a good, that seems like a good benchmark to say, you know, is like to measure a metric that pays the bills. Like everybody can kind of figure that out. It's not complicated. Like look at the one that's actually going to impact the next journey stage or get you the revenue or whatever, that lifetime customer, um, as opposed to, you know, the, there's a million things we can track. There's so many metrics out there. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, if you were to think about something like a cafe or something like that, you know, like there's, there's, you know, people who there's the people who like come through the door, that's a metric for you. Like you have so many people that come through the door and, and like, and as soon as somebody comes through the door, you don't go, what kind of latte do you want? Like, you don't go just like straight, straight away. If they've never been to your cafe before, you give them a minute to actually like look at the menu, take in the vibe, like decide if they're going to sit down, like, so, you know, all of, all of that sort of, sort of stuff. So, so, you know, I think you've got to think about about you got to think about yeah what what makes what makes sense for you and what makes sense for for the bill and again like if you're thinking about a cafe like um you know you're not going to necessarily like measure how many people bought t-shirts if that's not what you sell (laughs) (laughs) you have no idea how timely that comment was having just come from conferences where we're giving away t-shirts it's like you know that's so funny it's so true like it's a it's a part of the experience, not actually what you're selling. Right. Yeah. And so uh, like really um, uh, treating it that way and measuring it that way is important. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So let's talk strategies. Optimizing your strategy for search engine is vital, right. To getting consumers to the website or, you know, educating them at that right point. Um, how do companies start using SEO strategies to understand, you know, who they're trying to reach? So I think that SEO SEO is really good because SEO gives you a lot of data. There's so mm-hmm. much data in SEO, um, and you have you have the information of you know people who are already already converted. People you have the information of people who are referring to you. You have the information about the people people who maybe aren't referring to you and are referring to your competitors. You also have information about the kinds of things that people are searching for. Um, so, so I'm just going to stick with my ice cream maker. I don't know if I'm going to like patent it or something, who knows, but, um, so if I have my ice cream maker and, um, and I want to figure out what kinds of like, let's say, let's say I want to write some content, some recipes to go with my ice cream maker. I don't have to guess which kind of ice cream, like which kind of ice cream recipes I should, I should do. I can Google, like I can look at the search data and see that everybody's really into raspberry ripple. That's what everybody really, really wants to know about. They all want to know about Raspberry Ripple. And I can use that to, and I can make a whole strategy around 
capturing everyone who's who's really interested in that. And not only that, but I can segment that around um, various different around other other things. So I can I could segment it around like people who like Rosary Ripple, but but um, are lactose intolerant. So we can go with like vegan vegan ones. We can go with people who are on the keto diet. We can go with people who are sugar free. We can go with people who are who are that sort of thing. And you can segment all of this by by um, you know, by search volume data and all of that sort of stuff. And that will influence what kind of content we we want to make. That can also influence what kind of products we want to make. So if we are thinking, so let's say, let's say, let's raspberry or full. Um, let's say there that we we realize that there's tons and tons of data around this, but nobody has has an easy way to make this. Then we can figure out a way where like maybe we can maybe we can like help people shortcut this. Maybe we can help people um, maybe we can make a, a whole a whole recipe book around it, or maybe we can even make a product that had, like makes you know makes a sachet or something like a little flavor pouch pouch um, or whatever it may be. Um, but you can use all that, that all of that data to influence both the content that you're making and also also the um, also the um, the products that you're making. You can also use it to to help influence the you know improving your customer journey to satisfy that customer need. So if for instance you find that people who are searching on your website are, are, let's say this ice cream one, that you're getting a lot of traffic or a lot of people looking for ice cream makers or looking for vegan ice cream. And I say this as somebody who's dairy free. Um, so so let's say a lot of people who are looking for homemade homemade vegan, um, homemade ice cream um, are vegan. Um, then then that means that, that you can also um, help your customer service people to know more about the kinds of questions that they're going to get um, so that, so that you're creating better customer, customer experience as well. And this is all based on SEO data. So SEO is stands for search engine optimization. And this is, and this is essentially using search engines and, and what, which is basically like hive mind. It's what everyone's thinking, what everyone's talking about to figure out how we can, how we can satisfy customer need um, and how we can connect with customers where they are and even anticipate um, different things that they might need. Um, so we're, so we're using data um, from lots of different sets to, to, to do this, um, both historic um, and trend data as well. Um, and even, and the other, other thing that we can do around, around this to, to better illustrate products and to give better people a better um, understanding of products, your business, your service, your offering as a whole is to use um, use the way that people are connecting or finding out about your business, the search engine, um, uh, to to influence how how we talk about our business. So um, Google is Google has been um, very talking very openly about um, about Google Mum and about um, and about making sure that, and Google Mom stands for um, multi multitask unified uh, model, which is a nice. is a, it's an algorithm that is around helping Google to understand tech, not just text, but lots of different types of media. So so text, images, video, audio, in lots of different ways, and in multiple languages, all at the same time. So. Essentially, what this means is that our the 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 SERP, the search engine result page, um, is going to is becoming much more dynamic. And part of this is because we have inputs and outputs. So so on your phone, you can you can give information to Google as quickly as you can get information from Google. 
Um, and, and so this means that you can have more, more two-way conversations with customers online. So they can ask you questions in your Google, my business profile or your Google business profile, and you can answer those questions directly. They can upload images about, about, you know, your ice cream maker or your product. They can add reviews directly into the SERP. There's lots of different things that people can do there. So, so when we think about the search engine, don't think of it just as those plain blue links. Some people, a lot of people say, um, oh, I want to rank on page one of Google. And I'm like, which page? Like, which page are you talking about? <laughs> the page that I see is different from the page that you see because it's all very, like, it's all very tailored to both the person searching, how they're searching, where they're searching, when they're searching, um, what device they're on, all that different stuff. So when you're thinking about um, when you're thinking about strategy, you should be thinking about how people are connecting with you as well. And, and uh, allowing that to to influence how you talk talk to your consumers and um and what you talk to them about and to to help to use it to help you to anticipate what they will expect from you um going yeah. forward interesting um I love I love what you said like everyone's page one is different the first thing anybody ever does if you say oh we're ranked number six for this keyword is they google it and they count right? That's like what everybody does. And it's always like, well, on mine, it's five on mine, it's seven, right? Like, so it's, it's so true that There's it's always, all, always different. Um, but as you're talking about, you know, kind of identifying trends, and maybe even trying to predict what people are interested in searching for, so you can help design that content or that product, like, where are some of the places that you monitor how things are changing? Like, how do you identify all of a sudden, in overnight, people are really into, you know, Raspberry Ripple, whereas yesterday it was all about chocolate. Like what happened and how do you <laughs> stay on top of that? Yeah, so there's a lot of there's a lot of things. There's something called Google Trends, which is a really good tool, which allows you to sort of see which which things are trending, and you can see that very quickly. Um, also, keeping keeping your ear to the ground with regards to social media is really useful. Um, so Twitter is probably is 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 one of the one of the quickest ways to aggregate that sort of information because a lot of things trend really quickly there. But again, it will depend on your vertical. So. Um, for instance, like if you were, if like, um, I, I, I say this as a mom, um, there's a lot of mom groups, for instance, that where they talk about lots of, lots of different things. And there will be topics that will surface there quicker than they will surface in other things because like moms are really active on Facebook, for instance. Mm -hmm. Um, there's, there's like gamers are really, really active on Reddit, for instance. Mm -hmm. Um, if you are in a local, if you're in a local space, if you're, you know, I've, I've done work with, um, with local like law firms, for instance there's there tends to be a like like a local group like a local facebook group where people are saying oh when are the bins go like when are the when's the trash getting collected this week or like mm -hmm. um when is the library open or that sort of stuff um mm -hmm. there will tend to be information there and you can spot trends there so so um that can be quite useful as well but i would say so i would say that that um, keeping your eye to the ear to the ground with regards to social can sometimes be really easy. So TikTok has a lot of trends that pop up really, really quickly mm. um, around things as well. And and you, this is also something that's really useful for SEO. So in your in your Google Analytics, you can have a look and you can see which which channels, which social media channels are are 
most linking to you, which will tell you where most of the most of your customers are. You can also have a look in your in your um, Google Analytics to see which websites are linking to you um, and get an idea of information there. Another good tool for finding out where your audience is is there's a tool called SparkToro, um, mm. and you can enter in uh, like let's you can enter in um, like a Twitter handle or a Facebook group or a or a podcast even, um, and you can you can see who you know, who's, where people who follow that, that, uh, that podcast, where they, where they also other, other um, places where they also uh, hang out. Um, In the UK, there's something called YouGov that allows you to, to see, to see similar things. Um, And if you're working and if you are an individual who's really, really active in, in your industry, then another really quick litmus test for um, for for finding finding uh, trends or people to follow who are really good at who are really good at the trends um, is to is to um, to look at who to look at people people so I, if you're if, so for instance if I was to look up um, I, if I wanted to know if people that people people in my in my um, people who are my customers if I wanted to know if they were interested in Taylor Swift I don't know. Just throwing that out there. Let's say I wanted to know, oh, should we partner with Taylor Swift or like I, Taylor? If you're out there, like, hey, girl, <laughs> hey. Um, but um, but yeah, let's say Taylor Swift. If I wanted to know, like, if Taylor Swift wanted to get involved with us, um, then I could go to Taylor Swift's website, her Twitter profile or her Facebook profile, and then I could see how many of my friends are following her. If there's none of my friends that are following her and I'm really in and I'm really active in the industry, then it's, it's probably not a great fit. I'm sure lots of them are because like, you know, Taylor's great. Um, but, but if that was the case, then I go, Oh, maybe that's not so good. So like, for instance, if you're thinking about, about connecting with influencers, for instance, which is great for SEO for lots of different reasons, partially because, um, Google also can crawl all of the, can crawl social stuff as well. Um, but, um, if you're if you're thinking of connecting with influencers, for instance, and they say, "Oh, I've got this many followers," if you go on their page and it turns out that none none of your none of your followers and you, let's say, you're following a lot of the people, none of your followers are following them, then uh, maybe not. <laughs> you know, mm. so you can review that review those things. So, I would say there's lot there's lots of good tools good tools for that sort of sort of thing, and they will vary depending on your on your on your niche. Um, uh, Pinterest, I think, can be really good for visual for, for visual. Um, uh, facing things as well. So if you've got, you know, an image heavy vertical, um, then then that can be a really good one as well. Yeah. Yeah. So many places that you can find that data. And um, I'm a huge fan of SparkToro. Everybody knows um, we've had Rand Fishkin on the show before talking about it. We're huge fans of that tool and um, some of the other things you mentioned. I mean, it's a really good tip to kind of like look at influence i mean i'll give you a hint everybody loves taylor swift so definitely partner with her (laughs) but checking to see yeah checking to see like who do you have in common or who of your audience like because going back to what you said you can get clicks from the wrong people um, yeah sure that's that's actually quite easy um but you don't you know that's not actually where you want to spend your time um And they can sometimes waste money as well. So if you're getting loads of clicks from people who are completely uninterested, then you're, you're wasting customer service time, like trying to talk to them or trying to send them emails or like blah, 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 blah. When it would be, but it's actually sometimes better to have fewer, but better. Um, So it's something to think about. Totally. That quality over quantity for sure. And so I think a lot of what we're talking about is like, like quite a deep dive into the data. Um, Like, do you have any best practices for, 
um, kind of looking at the data at a higher level um, to kind of understand the customers, your customers better? Yeah. So I think that for customers, for customer information, looking at the looking at the information that you've got, um, for instance, from Google Analytics can be really useful. Um, and even from pe- for, from people like your like your customer service team and people who are front facing. So if you have people who are in your sales team or like, let's say, let's say, let's talk about this cafe we were talking about um, in my in my fun, fancy cafe where we make our own ice cream as well. Um, uh, let's say I'm the, I'm the cafe owner. And so, you know, I do, I sign the checks, I make sure we've got the ice cream coming in. I make sure that like the coffee machine is da da. So I'm doing that sort of stuff. But like my, the people, my baristas will know if people are regularly asking for, I don't know, soy milk or coconut milk or something. And they're regularly having to tell people we don't have coconut milk or soy milk or whatever it is. Um, so they, they will know that. And and that is valid information. Um, at Wix, for instance, we regularly talk to our partners and our and the people who who are regularly using. We have there's reams of customer interviews where we where we will go and sit down with people. And so how'd you find the how'd you find the platform? Like, how was it? What'd you think? Like, is this mm-hmm. good? Um, like, how, how are you enjoying it? How what can we do? Like, how would we all that sort of stuff? Like, take that time. Talk to them. So you can you can speak to your customers and you can ask them as well. Like you can, you can just ask people generally, this is something that a lot of influencers will do and they'll say what, you know, I, I'm, 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 I'm going to be writing a new blog. What do you guys want to hear about? Mm-hmm. Tell me. And, you know, and the YouTubers do this all the time. They'll say, what should our next video be about? Let me know. And, and, you know, people will happily tell you um, what things they, what things they want to know about, what things they want to know. So, so, you know, you can do data that is, and, and, and you can also test. So this was something that I heard from um, one of the guys from Instagram was talking about this, um, that, for instance, if you're if you're not sure about whether or not a topic um, is a good topic for a blog or is or is a good topic for, you know, for you to say that, like a lot of people are investing in knowledge hubs on their website, which is a really good thing to invest in. Um, and where, you know, where you sort of like, let's say on the ice cream thing, let's say you wanted to make a whole bank of like, uh, like, uh, you know, ice cream A to Z, like every single flavor, every single variety, the whole history of, of ice cream, like all that sort of stuff. Um, so that you become a sort of authority, a topic authority on, on ice cream, for instance. Um, if you're not sure, if you're not sure that if this is going to, if this is going to be something that people are interested in, or if, or if you need to convince management, for instance, before you, yeah. they give you the money to do this wonderful idea, um, you can do a sort of, you can do a sort of proof of concept um, uh, through a couple of social posts, for instance, like, let's say you write like one blog, that's like, you know, a few, a few points on, on, you know, the history of ice cream or something. And then you can see whether or not people are actually interested in it. And if you're getting a lot of that traffic, if you're getting a lot of information, you're getting a lot of traffic, you're getting a lot of, you know, um, uh, retweets or, or shares or, um, or referrals, then you can, then you can think, okay, we can build on this mm-hmm. and we are, we, and this has an audience and you can do the same thing with, um, with, um, and you can do the same thing, you know, via a tweet or via an Instagram story or that sort of thing to find out if people are interested in it. So I would say, I would say, use, use the tools that you have. You can talk to people. You can, um, another one that's really useful is, um, is to look at your reviews. Um, so, so I used to do, I used to do some, some work, um, uh, SEO work with, uh, with a golf course and, and I don't golf. I know nothing about golf. I am not a golfer. (laughs) Um, and, um, but I do have a friend who golfs. And so I, when I was writing, when I'd write content for them, I would, I would pretend like I was writing to Henry, my friend who absolutely loves golf. And, um, 
And when I was when I was trying to figure out the tone, I would read their reviews and they had great reviews of people who had wax poetical about about the sunsets on the course or, you know, how how much, uh, you know, how many how many uh, links they were able to finish or like um, all, all these different different things. And so when I was writing content like that, would I'd write about the stuff that all these all these people were saying they loved in the reviews. And that's where I, where I, um, uh, where I, I, I get a lot of the sort of content information for them. It's like, well, let's build on this, you know, momentum is really, really good. And also, and also it helps Google from a search engine point of view, it helps Google to sort of build a sort of um, momentum and a sort of, a sort of sense of your brand. If like, if they're, if you're reinforcing some of the information that, that they're seeing in other places um, and obviously like keep it classy, like we're not just like copying and pasting, um, you know, we want to make sure that we are, that we're, you know, speaking, we're expanding, we're adding some genuine value. So for instance, if someone says, oh, I really like this hole, or, you know, this, like the whole number seven is, is like my favorite, you know, if, let's say you've got some information about like how you built that with the, with the pond and with the view and like the wildlife that's there, or, like whatever it is. Um, like, let's say you're able to like add some, add some rich, rich value to that, then that, then that's, that's really good. So I would say that there's, there's, there are a lot of qualitative uh, methods that you can do um that that will build on some of the some of the quantitative methods of the deep dive in the data and that, that and that sort of thing that can can allow people of all different sorts of um sorts of approaches to to create that value for customers yeah for sure i'm getting all these ideas because um I've recently like agreed to do some social media for my son's lacrosse league. And okay. like you were saying about golf, I know less than zero about lacrosse, <laughs> nothing. So I'm like, okay, maybe I'll just like go out to the parents and ask them what kind of content they want. Right. Yes. Like, um, I love that. And you know, it's so ingrained in my business self that the thought never occurred to me in my personal self, you know, like that you might actually ask people like kind of what content they're interested in or, you know, what product they need or whatever that might be. And, um, but it's, it's, um, it's so critical to make, like, how can you deliver what your customers need if you don't ask them? And they, they love it. Need? Yes. People love it because it can, because you can be like, oh, hey, remember that thing you asked for? Here it is. Like, there's something I follow on YouTube. It's um, uh, screen, screen junkies and they do, they do honest trailers of of movies and stuff yeah. and they and they say what what would you like us to review next and so before everyone mm -hmm. they show a screenshot and they show like 12 like all the different screenshots and it'll be like transformers 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 all these different people who ask for transformers yeah. and they show it every time and so not only does it give you make make the people who recommended it feel seen and heard mm -hmm. but it also it also makes people more likely to contribute the next time um and it also means that as soon as you put that out they're ready and waiting for it and they're you know they're happy to happy to be involved in it again creates that two-way conversation yeah absolutely i've seen that a lot with content creators like you know reviewing music the twins that listen to the songs for the first time it's everybody's like you got to do this one and they do it and you know that is how people get really popular and viral i guess my question would be like as at wix like as you're talking to customers how do you get all of that really rich learning and great information like I'm sure it doesn't just stay in SEO, right? And like inform content. Like how do you then socialize that throughout the organization? So we have we have a very, 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 very large um Slack community. I hope I'm not giving away too many trade secrets. Um, <laughs> but we but we are but we we talk to each other across multiple most um, multiple verticals um and we we share that information um widely. Um and and if you so so where when so we and we also have different different sort of um, uh, channels for different things. So for instance, we have our we have our um, our uh, pla um, 
our partner community and we you know have have multiple communities within the partner community so so we have like forums we have facebook groups we have um we have uh slack channels where we have various different ways that we we speak to them and then we have we also have stuff within the platform that's like a whole partner thing um and the the partners talk to each other they talk to us they talk to they talk to their teams all, all, all of that sort of stuff and and I think that online it's easier if you if you have if you have trust with your community and it's really like building communities is really really useful. Um, I think it's one of the reasons why Facebook recently had have they moved their like you you have a Facebook page you also have a tab that's community where people talk to their community so anybody can do this. Um, and I think having that two way conversation is really useful. It can be scary. <laughs> Mm. Um, because people might think, be like, oh, what if people are mean? <laughs> what if they sell, what if they tell us that they don't like our ice cream? Um, and you know, people, people or people worry, worry, worry about that sometimes. But um, you know, I think people expect to have a connection with with um, you know, the services and the brands and the and the the teams that they work with. Um, so so you know, I think don't be don't be nervous, get involved. Mm. Um, and and I think that, um, I think the other thing that that sometimes. So I've been working in marketing a long time, and um, one of the things things that I've seen is is a shift. So it used to be that everything was very like we must make a report on the feedback. We have had the feedback. The feedback started, and now the feedback has finished, and we <laughs> will assess the feedback, and we will make a report, and we will deliver the report, and we will publish the report. Meanwhile, like the, the whole situation has completely changed. Mm-hmm. By the time you've got all the way over here, the whole situation has completely changed. So I think that don't expect to do it once. Like, don't expect to have one conversation and for that conversation to be done. This is the same with SEO. Don't expect the SEO to be done. The SEO is an, I'm, I'm sorry, business owners who think they can buy SEO for once like, and have it done. It's not. And part of part of this is because, like like I said, like what I was saying about the feedback is it's changing. We're constant. Things are constantly changing. So as the tech changes, the SEO needs to change. As the tech changes, your customers' needs will change and the way that they engage with you will change. Um, and and so don't expect for it to be done once. The 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 way that we talk to customers is an ongoing conversation and mm-hmm. that's deliberate and that's by design. Um so that we so that we can respond and so that we can so that we can, you know, make sure that we're constantly, constantly updating um for, for our customers. And um yeah, it's something that that is is valued, you know, all the way from from the CEOs all the way to through to like you know customer managers and everyone. So it's it's definitely something that that we we take to heart, and I think that most businesses do. Um, but you know, it's good to it's good to make sure that you're that you're clear with your customers that you're there for them and that you're that you're you know happy to help and listen and 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 that should absolutely inform your SEO. Yeah, I think it it's really important what you said about it being an ongoing conversation. Yeah, like finishing the project and the feedback, like it is, you have to be in a constant conversation because people's needs change all the time. And it's really the only way to actually build empathy and think of them as people and not just dollar signs, right? Like these are human beings who have like needs outside of the, like how they relate to our brand or your brand, you know, so understanding the broader context in which we fit into their lives through those ongoing conversations, like maybe we can actually create a product that solves a problem we didn't before or you know oh my goodness this is so exciting right <laughs> but like you can't do that with a one-off you know 
feedback project or, you know, oh, let's do 20 customer interviews and then be done. <laughs> like it right. does have to be this ongoing conversation, which is so important. And I love hearing that this is a, you know, a priority from the CEO, you know, throughout everyone in the business. Absolutely. And I think that like, I think that, um, I think that, you know, when you have those conversations, like people, people like love you. (laughs) And and I, um, you know, to be, to know that, to know that, like, if you know, if you know that if something goes a bit, because nothing is 100% perfect, nothing is 100% perfect. It's just saying, like, I wish it was, but it it ain't. Um, And if you're able to, but if you know that, like, that, like, that person will be there for you to help you. Like when, you know, if something doesn't, maybe doesn't go to plan or, you know, what didn't go how you expected or whatever, then, then that's, then, then that's, that's worth, you know, that's, that's worth something amazing. So if you think about like, um, if you think about iPhone, for instance, people love their iPhones. I'm Android, don't at me, but I'm Android, <laughs> but, but people love their iPhones, like love them. Um, and people love Apple and, and all that sort of stuff. One of the reasons why is because they have the Apple store and at the Apple store, they have the genius or whatever. So the, the, so, so if you're Apple, so let's say you get your iPhone and you think, I love my iPhone. I want to be an iPhone. And then you get it and you're like, what? I don't, how do I, what? Mm. Or like somebody drops yogurt on it or whatever. You can take it to the Apple store and you know that if you take it to the Apple store, someone will be there to help you. They're not promising that it will be perfect, 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 but they will promise that they will help you and they will do their best to help you. Um, and that, and that's one of the reasons why people love iPhones because they spent that time and invested, um, that, that energy there. Um, and I think that, you know, that's something that I think that's something that, that any brand can, 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 um, can, can bring. And I think that, you know, um, digital digital opportunities help that make that easier because because you know you can reply you can reply online you can reply on forums um you know you can you can create a, a bank of help information um i remember getting like i mentioned i'm a mom i remember we had the we had the wrap around thing and i and essentially it was just this big line of cloth and i was like i don't what is this origami i don't understand <laughs> um and the website though had a whole step by step they had videos they had mm-hmm. they had pictures they had things or whatever and i was like great fantastic and and it was something that we loved and we cared about it. and like you know the your if you do it right then then your product isn't just a product it's not just some junk it's a thing that people care about and love and you know look after and 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 they 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 will talk about your for years to come mhm yeah absolutely and now you know as we're thinking about like efforts that are ongoing that are, you know, you need to constantly kind of be on top of and understanding and writing new content and creating new products. Like what are some of the ways that you measure success throughout the business? Like how do you measure that you're like actually understanding your customer and meeting their needs? So I think that <clears throat> there's a couple of, there's, there's a couple of metrics with regards to, so if you structure your website, um, accordingly, then you can, then you can sort of, um, you can sort of understand, understand that depending with some, with some standard metrics. So 
um, if you're not if you're not meeting your customers needs. So, for instance, I remember having a a, a client where where they were they had a landing page for a, a promotion, and what was happening was loads of people were coming to the landing page and no one was converting. Um, and and if you're if that's the case, then you're not meeting your customer needs. So if you're if you're like we have a solution and people are not interested in your solution, then you're not meeting customer mm-hmm. needs. And there's a few different reasons why that might be. It might be because it's not the right solution. Or it might be that that the website is not configured in the appropriate way to help them to see that it is the solution that they need. Um, so with this particular client, um, I was like, you need to put that sale button right at the top. And they were like, what? I was like, the landing page, you just told everybody in this newspaper, it was a print ad, national press, um, come to our sale. It's amazing. And then you get to the to the webpage and you can't find the sale. Mm-hmm. Nobody, nobody wants that. I'm like, those people are here for a purpose. Put the button at the top, and there these are people are for, very far down the, the funnel. So put it right at the top. Um, if you've got, and so so yeah, if people aren't converting, conversion conversion rates are a really good metric of whether or not people are converting. Now you have to have the right conversion metrics because because again, like we said, not everybody is there to buy straight away. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're re- measuring conversion, that's really really useful. There's some great CRO tools. There's something called Google Optimize, um, which is completely free. And you can, and it lets you move around different parts of your website to to see if you should use a green button or a red button, or if you should put the button up here, or if you should put the button down there. And you can test these things before you like spend a lot of money on dev and tech and stuff. Um, for Wix websites, we allow you to duplicate pages, so you can test pages that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you can duplicate your whole site if you want to, um, and and you can you can test different pages pages that way to see to see if you're getting if if you're if Customers are going through in the in the right way. Um, I would also say again, it's worth it's worth um, monitoring your your reputation around around um, around reviews and around um, and around social. For instance, um, the the Wix CMS gives you a lot of information with regards to or it gives you a lot of opportunities to connect with social. Um, so it's really easy to like do like plan your social media and all that all of that sort of stuff. Um, there's also um, some good information around reviews. So reviews will often show up in the SERP for both your product and your brand. Um, so if you look up like, um, I don't know, Holiday Inn Tahiti or something like that, it, when you mm. Google it, it will show with the stars for that hotel before you even click to it. Um, so having good reviews is good SEO. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so having a think about about how, both how that is rendered on your website, um, whether you're using a third party app like say like Trustpilot or TripAdvisor or we have FIFO in the UK, um, there's Revu, there's other ones, um, depending on which one you're when you're using. So how how that's rendered on your website as it can be really good for SEO and, and like before you even get there, and also and also um, different things like the reviews within your like structured data. So um, if you have structured data on your website, that can help you to render um, for those things to show better on the, on the SERP um, for both products and for, for businesses directly. Amazing. My gosh. So many, like, I just really appreciate so many like actionable, like tangible outcomes from this conversation. You only said it depends once. That was like, honestly 
Thank you. I like stuff you can do. Like, let's yes. take it off the list. <laughs> I'm with you. Yes. We love a to-do list. We love to be able to say, yes, we've done that. We've done that. Now put it to the bottom of the list. So you can do it again, probably. But it's, yeah, I really appreciate the kind of actionable outcomes from this conversation. This has been so great. Thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you so much. It's been lovely. And it's, it's, what's your dog's name? Who's that back there? Oh, that's Henrik. And he is just cuddled up on the couch. He's been wandering around behind me the whole show. And he's been so quiet and just the goodest boy. Oh, <laughs> he deserves well, a treat, a fully optimized treat. <laughs> he does deserve a fully optimized treat. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening today. Um, our next two episodes are going to be live from IIEX in Austin next week. So if you're there, please join us in person and we will see you then.